Welcome to the Big Church Podcast. We are a church in Barrie, Ontario, Canada, and we hope you are blessed by this message. For more information, check out our website at bigchurch.cc. There, I got my Justin Bieber mic on. We're ready to go. <laughs> All right, well, I wanted to um, encourage you, if you hadn't heard of last week's message, um, it was called uh, Doing Week Well. And um, I think it's one area that uh, God is going to really strengthen his church. When I talk about the church, I'm always talking about not just big church. I'm talking about the church. Jesus loves all his people. And I believe it's particularly in North America, this is the area where I believe we are going to grow the most. I believe weaknesses are being exposed. I believe we're being hit in places and hit like never before. And if we do not learn how to turn our weaknesses over to the Lord and allow his strength, because his, the Bible says his grace is sufficient for us and his power works the best in our weakness. So weakness is not a bad thing to God. He actually... He actually is glad when he sees it because he's like, great, then they're going to depend on me now. I can actually do something. I can show my might, like Trish was sharing. I can actually display my might because they've stepped out of the way. It's like how many, you know, you see, and it's cute when little kids, right? They, they come up, they try to do something, but you know you can do it way better, right? <laughs> right? And God, I'm just laughing. It's like, okay, I'm going to wait. You know, they're trying, but, like, he wants to do it way better. Through us, though, he wants to not just, you know, push us over and bulldoze over us. He actually wants to live in us, work through us, and see his children grow and flourish and become, do powerful things for him. So I'm, I'm excited about the days ahead. As certain as they are, um, I believe there's so much opportunity for God to work in amazing, amazing ways. Things we have not seen before. But, because we're going where we've not gone before. There, we're, there are things right now um, that, you know, are being forced on people and putting them in predicaments where they're going to lose a job they didn't think they were going to lose because of a stand they took. It changes the whole course. What are you going to do? You're going to, Obey God if that's what he wants you to do. He'll open another door. There's new opportunities. God's never, ever shocked by the things that man brings. Even the devices of the enemy, he doesn't care. He's a master strategist. He always has another plan. He always has another, another way. He's always, the enemy has never out-tricked God. Sometimes we get blindsided. Sometimes we get knocked over. But we're not knocked out. Paul said that, you know, I'm, I'm pressed down, but I'm not destroyed. I'm knocked down, but I'm not knocked out. And there's just so many different things that, you know, you, you wonder, how did that happen? But you, in, in hindsight, you know, now that's one of the blessings of being 50, over 50, is you, you see how God did certain things, and you're like, okay, he did it amazing. But when I was in the midst of it, it's like, oh my goodness, it was topsy-turvy and I didn't know what was going on. But you come out of it and you're like, God, you do all things well. 
you do all things well. And so I've been meditating on a few scriptures. We're going to do and share, and then we're going to pray over different things, um, interject in between. Um, I, I, you know, we're coming into the fall. This actually is the, the Jewish New Year, this, this month. And it is really, when you look at the church, um, everything starts in the fall. We're actually, you know, by the time summer's over, for all of us as pastors that are trying to, you know, get things going at church, we're just, we're glad that summer's over because vacation mode, everyone's like, <laughs> you know, but it's like, we got to, okay, now we have to, like, do something for God, right? And, uh, and, and just, and so this is the new year, right? and there's things we're launching, there's things that, that God wants to begin to do. I believe we're stepping into things even um, that are happening in society, you know, that we're, we're going to have to have our eyes on him and know that God is a mighty fortress. Amen? He's a refuge that, that we can abide in and draw great strength and not be moved. But there's a proverb I've been meditating on. And it's in the NIV translation. I like it the best. Um, Proverbs 19.21. And it, I just think it's so pertinent for where we are at um, as, as people. Not just here, I believe globally. Many are the plans in a person's heart. But it's the Lord's purpose that prevails. And you know, there's so many plans. There's plans that are being made that you know, are made by those, and we are having to be forced into certain things currently. And that's happening globally. There are things that are, that are going on. There are plans, that, whether it's set by man, whether it's, there, there's all kinds of different agendas. There's all kinds of things. Then you've got your own personal plans. Well, what if this happens? And then, and then okay, what if they do this? What am I going to do here? How many, you've been bombarded by plans, plans, plans. It's like, <gasps> You know, and there's many, many plans that come out of our heart, and we're like, oh, what am I going to do with this? Oh, what am I going to do with this? Oh, what, 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 what if, what if, what if? And it's just like, it's, it's all out there. And I love this because it says many are the plans of a person's heart, but it's the Lord's purpose that prevails. And so the title of my message today is Prevailing Purpose. There's, there's one prevailing purpose in the mind of God, in the heart of God, over your life, over the, the things that, that pertain to all of us. And it's good. It's good. He's just and he's good. And we have to trust that plan as a, as a child who trusts a good father. And there's sometimes we're wondering, we're like, I don't trust your hand. I don't see what's going on here. But I trust your heart. I trust your heart. And there, there are times, even as a parent, you get your child to do certain things. You know it's the right thing to do, but it's painful. It's hard, but they, they have to do it. Because you know it's going to cause them to grow to the next step. I remember when we took um, Aaron. I've got to pick on Aaron. You know, they're, they're having a baby here in February. Yay! And uh, we're so excited about little Numi. That's what he's called. He or she. I think it's a he, but I don't care, but if I'm guessing. But little Numi, you know, uh, Aaron, he loved his bottle, loved the bottle, okay? There's some, you know, they just drink the bottle, but Aaron's like, <laughs> it's like, and when we had to take that bottle away, oh, man, 
You never heard uh, such a heartbroken cry like we just killed his best friend. I mean, <laughs> it was so hard to, to get rid of that bottle. But like, he would have had it till now if we didn't get rid of it. Like, he loved, and he, you know, didn't like change. So it was like, he, he wanted to just have that bottle forever. But we had to take that bottle away. His heart was broken, but he came through it. And he learned that you can drink from a cup and you don't, there's other things in life and you grow past that. But growing is painful. And yet God says, you know, he, he disciplines those he loves. And discipline, we always take it as a bad thing, but discipline is like training. I was an athlete, so I know... The, you know, the, the sense of not discipline as a spanking or you did something bad. It's just discipline as in, okay, you're going to do 20 laps around the rink. And it's going to be tough, but like you got to discipline yourself to do it. Because that's going to prepare you for the next thing that you got to begin to do. And there are certain disciplines that I believe he's, he's setting inside of us. And, and he's fortifying us. And he's, he's, he's putting in us that are going to cause us to thrive in times when, every, when there's chaos and everything around us. We are going to have that secure refuge. We're going to have those things in our lives set in place that we, it's the Lord's purpose is going to prevail. It doesn't matter the mess that's going on. In the end, I'm going to be at the, the right place at the right time doing the right thing and getting the right result. Why? Because the Lord's purpose prevails in my life and i have seen it over and over and over and over and over again it's not like i have to hype up and say oh i hope i hope no i just i know i know it so many times when sheila was in uh, honduras there was a lady there what's her name soya sonia zoila Okay. Soila? Okay. I'm sorry, Soila, if you're watching. If I botched you today. But anyway, God bless her. She was in Honduras with this lady. She's an elderly lady, and she's basically, she get, she's sacrificed her, her time to be able to go to Honduras, raise up this whole um, ministry there, this building. While she's there, the 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 what was it, a storm or a hurricane or something in Texas? Remember that bad one? I can't remember when it was. It was a few years ago. But it, it destroyed her house completely, like gone. And you know what? She's over in Honduras, and she gets the news with her, and you know, and she's just like, I refuse to be upset. I refuse to be even worried about it because God has always taken care of me and he's, he's always made me look like a fool at the end because I always, I got all upset and everything and then he came through for me anyway. So she said, I refuse. I refuse. I am not going to be upset about it. I just know he's going get to me, get me through it and take care of it. And you know what? Within a year, I can't remember, a bunch of ministries went and literally built her house again for free. And they just like, they've just pulled, came out from all over and they're just like, we want to do this for you. 
God has so many different ways. You know, um, Aaron, did you get that one verse I gave you on Slack? There was a new one I added during the announcements. I wasn't listening to you. I was putting a verse on Slack. <laughs> I already knew the announcements, right? So um, it was in Psalm 77, 16 to, I believe, 19. I'm going to have to read it from the screen just because I don't have it in my notes. But, you know, when the Red Sea happened, how many know the account of Moses and the children of Israel and the whole account? You know, he had done these mighty, mighty miracles. Here, we're talking, he's leading. You know how many people he was leading? Over 2 million people. Okay, it was like Toronto. It's like, Toronto, come on, let's go. Pack your bags. Can you imagine? telling Toronto <laughs> we're going to walk and we're going to live out of boxes through the desert, right? It's like anyway, he had to take all these people and you know, God tells them take this path, they take this path and it leads right to the Red Sea a sea and it's like huge and the enemy is behind them and he's like they're like You've left us here to die, you know, going on and on. And, and you know what Moses did? He went up, talked about this last week. You got a problem with something? Don't talk to everyone around you. Go up. Go up to the boss. Go up to the one. You got a problem? Don't deal with the problem. Go up. And what's what he did? He went up and God said, look, I gave you a staff. Aaron, are you going to put it up or no? You got it? Okay, so he says, raise your staff. That's what I gave you. That's the sign. And he raises the staff, and, the, and this is what it says. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. No, 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 that's not the one I want. <laughs> Psalms. <laughs> Psalm 77. Just type it in if you don't have it. Verse 16, NLT to 19. It says, when the Red Sea saw you, O God, its waters looked and trembled, and the sea quaked to its very depths. So this is what the sea did. The clouds poured down rain, and the thunder trembled in the sky, and your arrows of lightning flashed. Your thunder roared from the, from the whirlwind. The lightning lit up the world, and the earth trembled and shook. Your road led through the sea, your pathway through the mighty waters, a pathway no one knew was there. Who would have thunk it? Who? God. And you know how many pathways there are that we have not even thought about? He's got, and it looks like a huge ocean. It looks like a storm. It looks horrible. And, and he's like, you know, and what did Moses do? He raised up the one thing that God gave him to put his faith in. Raised the staff. That's, that's your part. And sometimes it's that mustard seed of faith, because the Bible says with a mustard seed of faith, we can speak to that mountain. We can command it to be cast into the sea. Sometimes it's the tiniest little promise it's a simple little word. Just one word. But it's like, that's what I do. 
And God makes a path that no one knew was there. He does it every time. Does it every time. And there, he wants to unlock paths. He wants to unlock ways that we have not even seen yet. But it's going to be in front of oceans that are vast, that we're like, how will this ever happen? Overwhelming. And what did God do? He opens a path. They go through. And the very thing that delivered them destroyed their enemy. Those waters came down as soon as the enemy was in there. You know, we, we had, uh, you know, the joke of, with the science teacher because everything could be explained through science, right? And it was like, you know, well, the Red Sea, you know, at a certain time, it's only a few inches of water and, you know, they really didn't, you know, get parted. They just walked through and someone puts up their hand and says, well, that's a real miracle because all of the chariots and the, the Egyptians died in two feet of water or a foot of water then. Like, this is where God put even things in accounts in the Bible that, you know, the one thing, if you get rid of the one thing, it counteracts the other. Like, he, he's like, no, I, I did it. It's a proof that I did it. And he, you know, you're not going to outwit God. People get so smart, they're dumb. You're like, you're a really smart, dumb person. <laughs> you're just so smart. But anyone can make something complicated. It's, it's God who's profound and can make something simple. Can take something so complex and break it down to its simplest form. And he's so awesome that way. And so I want to just meditate or, or go to this one scripture um, in Proverbs. It's a simple one that we all know, but uh, there's three passages here. I believe or it's from Proverbs 3, 5, verses 5 to 10. So there's three sections here in Proverbs that I want us to kind of meditate on and and use as kind of an antidote against everything that is coming against you. Because, you know, we're, we're, we're definitely in pressing times. But the Bible gives us solutions. And it says here, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not depend on your own understanding. Do not depend on your own understanding. Yet says, I find this is getting harder and harder. And it's getting harder and harder because we can Google it. We can pull up all kinds of information. And we can literally feel very confident in what we understand. And I'm not saying we, we throw our brains out and we don't learn and we don't educate ourselves. I'm not saying that. I'm saying... We can't always trust it completely because there are things where maybe the doctor says and all of the natural things say certain things. I shared the account of Aaron last week. You know, the, the account was he was going to die from cancer. That was the doctor's report. But Jesus had a different report. And Natural understanding would go with natural ways and natural laws. But we live with the supernatural God who lives mighty and desires to live mighty through his people. 
Amen? And we have to shake ourselves sometimes because we, we, can't, we can't depend on our own understanding. We can't trust our own understanding all the time. We have to know that, God, you can do anything. Yes, this is what I see, but God, you're greater than what I see. You are more than what I see. You desire to do more. How many times when you get into situations and then all of a sudden you, you go in that prayer closet with God and you're just like, anything's possible with God. How many of you ever felt that? It's like this the spirit of might comes on you. It's like, yeah, and God can do anything. If you've not experienced that, it's there for you. All you have to do is, is take, take that place and say, God, I'm not going to trust my own understanding. I'm going to trust in you with all my heart. It says, seek his will in all you do. Now, this is a, a tough one because God's will for, for different situations, he might have someone do something, but he'll have me do something completely different. He's not cookie cutter. He's like, he, he factors in all kinds of different things in the equation, and he might allow this person to do something. I'm not talking about blatant sin. Okay, I'm not talking about, you know, there's certain sins that are just, you know, he doesn't let someone else gossip and me not, right? Gossip is sin, okay, no matter how you slice it. I'm talking about certain things that are, that are just, God allows some to do and some not to do. Life decisions, yes. And what we have to do in that is, it's God, what do you want me to do? Because I can't compare myself to Trish. I can't compare myself to Daniel. Well, Daniel got to do it. I'm in a different spot. God deals with me a different, you know, different levels of even maturity. He deals with it in different ways. It's like, God, what do you want me to do? Because if I keep comparing with everyone else, I might miss what God wants for me. God might have me do something. And yeah, it might be a sacrifice, and it might be hard. But on the other side of that is a tremendous blessing. But if, if I would seek him in all that I do, because he says, if you seek his will in all you do, he will what? He'll laugh at you and say, ah, see if you can make it. Oh, let's watch, watch him fall off the cliff. Ah, no. He will what? Show you which path to take. Amen? It's an awesome thing. It's an antidote that we've been given. And it's so simple, but so hard. Some of the things God has us do are they're like, oh my, this is, this is like, this is definitely, you know, life for dummies. You know, the book that was for dummies, you know, it dummies it down for you so you can figure it out. It's like, this is definitely that. It's like anyone can do this. You know, but it's like, it sometimes offends your mind. It's so simple. But it's so hard when we have to, like, put feet to it. I was like, okay, you know what? I got to apply this now to this thing that's in front of me right now. This decision. These, this barrage of things that's in front of me. Because what we can do is we can let it consume us where we're talking about all these things. And it literally can become this, this huge ocean and there, there's a time you have to assess everything. I'm not saying we just like live in this bubble of, you know, we're not looking at things. But 
we don't let it consume us. We, we, we look at it, but then we look at the one who is greater than all of that. Amen? And we choose to not trust in our own understanding or depend on our own understanding. We choose to seek his will in all we do, and he will show us which path to take. Amen? So that's your promise. That's our promise. So I believe there are decisions coming for all kinds of things as we move ahead. There's all kinds of different things. Even in, in our government right now, we have, to, we have to vote. And there's people who are just like, ah, I'm not going to vote. Talking to pe- lots of people, they're just kind of like, they're fed up. They don't listen anyway. Anyone feeling that way? We still have to do what we know is in our power to do. We need to prayerfully look at that. We need to examine those things that we can see and, and figure out for ourselves and then pray over those things and then do what is right. We, that's our part. Then it says here, don't be impressed with your own wisdom. <laughs> how many, how many, it's easy to do, right? Especially in an area where you're really good at, right? It's like, oh yeah, yeah, I got this one right it's like what Ah, no you're talking to me i'm like you know this is my area right (laughs) all the guys yeah michael's laughing because that's what guys do right we're like you get a certain area you're like i'm i'm just good (laughs) right and but it's like don't be impressed with your own wisdom instead this is what it says it says fear the lord Fear him. Have an awe and respect that there's someone greater than you and all of this. And turn away from evil. Which, there can be all kinds of stuff that cloaks itself. Pride is one of them. There's so many things. Just turn away from evil. It says, then you'll have healing for your body and strength for your bones. So literally, you know, you know that just coming to service... Receiving God's word brings healing. You know, they've done studies way back. They said just in communities of faith and people that went to church, the, the, the level of health and healing and all of those things, it's significant. And like now we got people saying, ah, it's, not, it's like, yeah, there's data. Proves it. Watch people that have done it their whole life. You know, there's so much that God, that God has said, set in place that when we do it, it works. And then it says this, kind of sums up in this whole section, these, these areas of our lives. And it says, honor the Lord with your wealth and with the best part of everything you produce. Then you will fill your barns with grain and your vats will overflow with good wine. So he's saying here, you know, in, in the midst of all of your getting, remember, give back. Put God first, honor him, esteem him, value the one who gave it to you in the first place. For me, the one thing that I have established in my heart and I will not let it go is everything I do, God has given me the ability to do. I have to give back to him that which is his. So whether whatever I do, if it made me money, that was something God gave me because he gave me the ability to even be able to do it. 
And so the, the greatest way that I can demonstrate my faith and give my life is by giving him the first fruits of that which he has given me. That's a demonstration of your faith. People are like, ah, oh, it doesn't matter. No, it's a demonstration of your faith. And it's the one promise where God challenges us in Malachi. He says, I, uh, I, he says prove me in this. Or he says, basically, I dare you. Test me. He's like challenging you. And, and, and so there's times I've had to with that challenge. When we passed through Newfoundland, there were weeks we made $100 I'm a family of five. We we're planting a church, and what came in, what came in, and after it's like, okay. But it was like, no, first fruits. Because God, you said you open the windows of heaven, so you know what? I've got a treasures in heaven account, and I need to cash in. Because <laughs> the Bible says when we when we do, we are laying up for ourselves treasures in heaven. There is a treasures in heaven account. And so look at it as an investment, the internal investment, right? And uh, it doesn't go up and down, up and down, up and down like the market goes. There's no reset. There's no, you know, we got to level it out. It's like God's constant. And he is just, he's always there. But it's, it's, we have a responsibility in the midst of those things that are going on to set the course. And the way that we do is we honor the Lord the best part of everything that we produce. That's in our power to do. Then he says, then I will fill your barns with grain and your vats will overflow. That's his part. Everything in our hand, I always look at it as this, is a seed. Everything in God's hand is a harvest. He's the Lord of the harvest. And he knows how to Make those things multiply. He does it. He does it real good. Amen. And then I want um, I want to do one more verse, and then we're gonna we're gonna pray over some things. Um, it says here in Philippians two twelve to eighteen. Paul is exhorting the the Philippians, and and I think this is another area where um, things are going to become more evident when you're looking at believers. You're going to see the ones that do things in secret um, when no one else is watching that are good and that are bad. I believe it's going to come to the, to the forefront. And Paul here is commending the Philippians because they basically honored the Lord even while he wasn't there. He says, Dear friends, you always followed my instruction when I was with you, and now that I am away, it is even more important. So he says here, Work hard to show the results of your salvation, obeying God with deep reverence and fear. And this is why. Because God is working in you, it says, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases Him. How many you need God to kind of put the, the want to in you? <laughs> okay. For all of us that got some COVID chub, <laughs> we kind of need the want to and the will to. Come on. 
<laughs> we got a few honest people. Now everyone's shaking their heads. But, um, but where does that come from? It comes from letting God work in you and, and giving those areas over to him. And does it come like that sometimes? No, it doesn't. But it, the thing is, is, is if, we're, if we work at our salvation, obeying God with a deep reverence and fear, with an awe and respect for God, those things can't stay. You hit certain bumps, but you work them through. And God even works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. How many have had a situation where God literally changed you and you are like a different person in that area? We, I, I, I know I look at a lot of you and I know areas where you're like, you're so much different than you were when you went through certain things and God literally changed you. You can actually look at it and you're like, that's a different person. Why? Because God worked in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Then it says here, do everything without complaining and arguing. Wow. They haven't watched Facebook for a while. So that no one can criticize you. Live clean, innocent lives as children of God, shining like stars in a world full of crooked and perverse people. So you get to be a shiny person <laughs> in the midst of angry and everything else, and you're like, I'm shiny. I'm shiny. <laughs> you get to be a shiny person. I don't see you too happy about that. It's like, no one likes a shiny person. You're too shiny. <laughs> no, you know what? Sometimes people don't like a shiny person. But we will shine like a light. God's ways are perfect. And sometimes, you know, when people, what I've seen with people People do want something that's really good, but they don't want to pay the price for it. So sometimes when they see a shiny person, they're like jealous. So the only thing they can do is put you down. So you got to shine anyway. Because you're shining for the glory of God. Not for yourself. Not because you did this. But like Trish was saying earlier, it's God's might in us. We never could have done it on our own. I remember I had a roommate... Um, when I was in Bible school in 85, when I did one year at Christ for the Nations. His name was Brad. He, was, he grew up in a Christian home, and he was just this good guy all the time. And like whenever we, he gave his testimony, we were in a singing group together, and Brad could sing amazing, and he was confident, and he could do everything, and it was like, you know, at that time I, I had a lot of insecurities. It just Brad bugged me. And guess what? He's my roommate. Like, God knows, you know, he's like, I'm putting you with him. You are going to be in the same room together. <laughs> it was my bunkie. So, uh, <laughs> but I remember one time we were doing our thing, um, doing our singing group. We were called Exaltation, was our singing group. And we were traveling, we'd do testimonies in between uh, the songs. And Brad, you know, gave his testimony. And, uh, 
you know, he said, you know, a lot of people, they, they have this testimony, I was bad, I did this, and, you know, God's grace saved me. But he said, you know what? He says, I grew up in a good Christian home. They taught me how to fear the Lord. And the same grace that saved those people from all of that was the same grace that kept me from all of it. And it was, I, then, I, you know, I clicked. It was, it's grace. It was God's grace even for him to be good. You know, I didn't, I didn't see that side of it. I just, and so many times we, we, we don't need to apologize and we don't need to, if something is good in our life, just rest in that it was good and that God did it. And don't come under the pressure of everyone puts it down on you. It's like, no, no, you don't. Don't rain on my parade. I, uh, this is Jesus that did this. I'm, I'm going to enjoy it. And I'm going to give him glory in the midst of it. Amen? It says, so, so you shine like stars, like bright lights in a world full of crooked and perverse people. Hold firmly to the word of life then. On the day of Christ's return, he says, I will be proud that I did not run the race in vain and that my work was not useless. But I will rejoice even if I lose my life, pouring it out like a liquid offering to God. And he says here, um, just like your faithful service is an offering to God, and I want all of you to share that joy. Yes, you should rejoice, and I will share your joy. So, you know, there's great reward when we just stay the course and honor God to the end. Whatever that might be for every, every single one of us. We don't know what it'll be. You know, when I think of the church in Afghanistan, for some, it's laying their life down to the very end, but they've been, they're faithful to the end. And what is their reward? It's a martyr's crown. It's Jesus standing up and welcoming them. It's like, wow, that's not a great ending. Well, it's not the ending I don't think they would have picked, but it was the ending they had. But did they stay true to the end? That's the important thing. That's the thing we need to ask ourselves. God, how can I honor you in the midst of everything that's going on? Let me seek to honor you. Let me not lean on my own understanding. Let me trust you in all my ways. And you're going to make my path straight. Amen? And he will. He will. He will. He will. He will. And so, God, we, we give you. We give you this year that's coming up. We give you all of it. We give you the election. We give you all of the decisions, um, difficult decisions that are being made, that are affecting people's livelihood, that are affecting uh, all kinds of things. God, we just, we give it all to you. All of those ways, all of them. And God, we thank you that your purpose prevails in the midst of it. It's your purpose that will prevail in the midst of it. I, I, I'm going to lift up our government right now. We're going to pray over our government right now. And I've got a scripture verse. The Bible says in Proverbs 21.1, it says, The king's heart is like a stream of water directed by the Lord. He guides it wherever he pleases. So the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. He guides it. He directs it. 
And so, God, we lift up. We lift up our government. We lift up the whole situation. God, we lift up this election to you. God, we ask that you, by, first of all, we ask for your mercy. Your mercy, God, forgive our government for the, 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 in the ways that they have defied you and defied your ways. God, forgive us. Forgive our nation for that. We ask for your mercy. And God, we ask for you to intervene. God, we thank you for the godly people that you are raising up in this election that are running. I'm mindful of a few, God. Just let them run strong for you. I ask God that they would have favor with you and favor with man. God, that you would open, uh, create a way that that, that 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 door would be open. God, that they would be able to have that seat where they would be able to stand and speak and be your voice in Parliament. God, we ask that you would raise them up, raise them up. And God, those that are weary in doing good. We lift up their hands right now. God, we lift up each one of them. God, strengthen them. Strengthen them by your power. Protect them. Protect their families. God, let them be, live strong for you. Let them continue to speak for you, God. And God, we thank you that the heart of the king is in your hand. And God, you direct it in whichever way you please. So we trust you, God. We trust your power working over this nation. God, we ask you as your church, as your people, God, that we would honor you God, you would teach us what it means to honor you, not just on Sunday, but Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, every day for you. God, we ask you would draw us to yourself. You would show us and, and bring us into a place of deeper trust in you greater surrender in you I'm reminded of your word that you gave me before coming into all of this humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that you would be able to lift us up at the right time casting all our cares and worries on you because you care for us. So God, we give you every care. We give you every overwhelming circumstance. We give you every scenario where we have examined it left, right, and center and looked at uh, multiple different ways and how will this ever work. And we give all of our ways to you. Because we know in the end, it's your purpose that prevails. And we trust you with our life. We trust in your goodness. We trust in your ability to work all things for our good. 
for those who are called according to your purpose. And God, we desire to do your purpose, to do your will. So we ask that you would help us to seek your ways in all we do. What would you have us do, God? We trust you for the right answers. We trust you that you even have paths that we don't even know are there. That no one knows is there. We thank you. We thank you that you are creating those paths. You are creating those ways. Thank you, Lord. Daniel, Sydney, if you want to just stand up here, I want everyone to just stretch forth your hands. We're going to pray over them, pray over why the youth, pray over why the basketball. You know, these are all things that are being launched this fall again, and I just believe God wants to do great things. You know, stand behind my glass so I don't spit on you. No, I know it's all right for you, but... So, Lord, we just, we thank you. We thank you for, for raising up, God, Daniel and Sydney. God, I thank you that they are honoring you and obeying you and the call that you have given them for the youth, God, and for the basketball league, God, we know that it wants to honor you and raise up, God, those to know you through basketball. God, we thank you. You're so awesome and creative, and you can do things in multiple ways. So we just... We thank you for your grace that is upon them. We thank you for your ability that works in them. And God, we thank you for your provision, for your blessing, and for your favor. In the steps that are ahead, God, we thank you. You will help them to navigate through each and every one of them. I thank you, God, that you're bringing them to a deeper place of trust and dependency on you. And God, I thank you also for just causing faith to rise up in their hearts for more. Faith, faith for more, for more, for more, for more, for more. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And God, we thank you for the many salvations that are going to come through the youth, through through the YDU youth group and through the basketball. God, we th just thank you for the salvations. Thank you for those precious souls that are going to come to know you. We thank you in advance for each one of them, and we bless them. We bless them. We bless all the youth that are uh, in the youth group right now, God. We ask that you would strengthen them, cause them to become mighty men and women of God. Raise them up, God. Raise them up to follow you, to follow your purpose, to follow your plan. God, we, we thank you, we thank you. We thank you that they have a call and a destiny from you. Help them to be obedient to what you would have them do. In Jesus' name.
Thank you, Lord. 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 And Lord, we lift up Kids Club to you. We thank you, God, that it's we're able to meet again. And, and we, Matt, Maddie's with the kids, but we can just pray for her while we're here. So, God, we just thank you for, for um, uh, the opportunity to open the doors again. God, we, we commit it all to you. We commit all of the, the dynamics of it to you, even this new building, all of it, God. We, just, we ask, God, that you would give us uh, wisdom on how to navigate through all of this. And, God, we just commit every scenario to you. We just commit it all to you, God. We ask that you would strengthen Maddie and, and the team, God, for the, the next steps that are ahead and, the, and, the, and, and getting back into everything that we're doing with Kids Club. And we bless those kids, God. We ask for those that might, you know, be, be fearful, God. We ask that you would comfort them with your love, God, that you would show them that it's a safe place, God, and that, God, they can can receive from you here. And we, God, we ask that you would help us to be able to draw them to you and, and lead them to you, God. Lead them to you. We bless every one of those children. We bless them in Jesus' name. God, we lift up all the small groups from Big Church. God, we lift up those small groups that are meeting. God, those that you're going to raise up and, and start all the other uh, different outreaches, God. We ask that you would um, just create ways, God, that we can be bring the good news of who you are to those around us. We thank you for all the different ways that you're going to do that through the small groups, through different ways, God. We thank you for that. I want someone to pray for Pastor Sheila and myself you want to come on up here, Sheila? Or maybe I'll come down. Um, yeah. Um, just someone or, or a few maybe that want to. If we can maybe get the handheld mic and then bring a sanitizer wipe. Because if someone else prays, we can. We need prayer. <laughs> I'll be the first to admit it. Oh. We need prayer. We need prayer because it has to be God's might has to be God's wisdom. It has to be God's ability. We are past the day of being able to just figure out something and make it work. It, like when I talk to all different leaders, the things that are coming is like a tsunami of things. And it's like, how do we navigate through all of this? They're overwhelmed. But our God is awesome. He, he has plans. He has purposes. He has ways. And we just are dependent on him, and we know he will do it. But it's like you're literally living step by step. It used to be, you know, you can have this plan, and it's like now, oh, no, we can take the first, this step, <laughs> and this step, but it's like that's what we can do. And so you want to come up here? Yeah, maybe come up here. So who wants to pray for us? All right, Trisha's always ready to pray. Look out. Yeah, maybe down there. Yeah, right. Thank you, Lord. So, God, we just thank you, Father, that, Lord, that you've 
taking care of Greg and Sheila this whole time, mm -hmm. Lord God, that you are the one who has called them to this ministry, Father, and that what you began in them, Father, that whatever you began in them, Lord, everything that you've started inside of them, Lord, that it will not, it is your word, and it will not return void, mm -hmm. God. I just thank you, Heavenly Father. I thank you that what you started in them, you will finish, God. Mm -hmm. God, I thank you that, Father, that you've called them to this church, Lord Jesus. You've called them to raise up, to raise up disciples, Lord God. And, I, Father, I just pray for wisdom. Mm -hmm. Lord, I ask for wisdom for these times, God. God, I pray that you would show them um, what to do, what not to do, Lord God. Mm -hmm. And, God, I pray that you would help them. Like you said that you would show us the things to come, Father, mm -hmm. so that we can be well prepared. Yes, Lord. That we can be well prepared. Um, knowing of what we need to do for our next steps, God. You're mm -hmm. the one who orders our steps. And as your children, Father, we ask for that bread. We ask for that for that way, God. Mm -hmm. uh, we just, I thank you, Father God, that you said that when the enemy comes in, Lord God, that you would raise up that standard. When the enemy comes in like a flood, mm -hmm. that you would raise up a standard, God. So we call upon that standard right yes. now, Lord. Yes. God, we just declare that the standard is here. The standard is now. The standard will be in the future. This because you are our hope and our future and plan. You said that you'd give them plans to prosper them and not to harm mm -hmm. them, Lord God. So, Father, I just ask, God, for that blessing, God, for that hope. I ask for that hope to rise up in them like never before, God. Mm -hmm. God, I pray for that fire. Let the fire of God just pour down over them, Lord Jesus. Father, you're the one who brings leadership, and you said that it comes from the, from the top, it will filter down. So, Lord, we need them to be on fire for you, God. We need them to have words of wisdom and revelation. And, God, just prophetic, prophetic words. I ask, Lord God, for those dreams and visions, Lord God. Let them be stirred up again, Lord God. Mm -hmm. Father, even those old ones, God. God, I pray that you bring it back to Sheila's mind. I thank you for those ones that she's already shared, but she continues to share. Father, I pray that you would show them how they're relevant to today, God. Father, mm -hmm. you said that we could just we could draw on those things, Lord, that you've spoken to us. They're never old. Mm -hmm. God, they will always work in our mm -hmm. times of trouble and our times of need. Father, so I just thank you for that, Lord God. And I ask for, Father God, for times of refreshing to come in, Lord. Mm -hmm. I thank you for times of refreshing, Lord. I pray, Father um, God, for um, that you would just um, bless those people all around them that are going to help refresh them, Lord Jesus. Father, that you would just, you would give them the supplies, whatever it is that they need, Lord, that you would supply them with every good and perfect gift, mm -hmm. Lord. Father, so they can be refreshed and strengthened and strengthened uh, to give away that strength, Lord. Father, you said you gave to us so that we could give it away. So, Lord, whatever it is that they need to give away, God, to whoever it is around them, Lord God, we pray, Father, that you would pour that in mm -hmm. because you are their Father mm -hmm. and that you've, you've made these promises that will not, God, that they, they are yes and amen through Christ amen. Jesus. So, Father, we just thank you for these great and wonderful promises, Lord God. Mm -hmm. And I thank you, Father. You said that we have a cloud of witnesses, Lord. And, Lord, we just bless them tonight. We just thank you for them in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you. So, I think you wants to pray. Did okay. you want to pray? Yeah. Yeah. They can't hear you online. We have another whole family that's watching online. Oh, Lord, we just, we just come here tonight with thanksgiving on our hearts, Lord. We thank you for everything you've already done, Lord, and we just pray. We pray blessings over our leaders, our pastors, Lord, and as they're, as they're filling us up through your word, Lord, that you would pour into them. God, we pray, we pray clarity over them, God, mm -hmm. 
decisions that they are faced with as the times move forward, uh, God, that, that you would just direct them in the direction that you want the church to go, Lord. We pray these mm-hmm. blessings over them, and we pray that every move that they make is according to you, God. Everything we do is for you, and we just, you, we, we lay this at your feet tonight, mm-hmm. and we just thank you in advance for answering our prayers, mm-hmm. God. Lord, just as we need to be filled up, our leaders need to be filled up, God. So mm-hmm. we just pray in anything that we do and our leaders do, God, that you are their focus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we thank you. Mm-hmm. Lord, we have some tough times coming ahead. And our leaders have some difficult decisions to make, Lord. And we just pray for those binders. I pray for binders on them, Lord, that they don't look to the side. They don't look to this side. They're straightforward and their eyes on you. Mm-hmm. And God, I just lift up every member of Big Church. Yes. And I thank you, God, that you have kept COVID far from us. Mm-hmm. I thank you for our health. Mm-hmm. God, I thank you for your healing. Mm-hmm. And Lord, I just lift up each one with their livelihood right now. Yes. Father, with all the challenges that are coming forth with just different scenarios with rules on jobs and everything that people are facing. God, this, sometimes those things are looking like we're facing the Red Sea. But I thank you that you have a pathway. Mm-hmm. That God, that you take care of each household. Mm-hmm. That you said that when we take care of your house, you take care of ours. And I thank you that you've been faithful. Yes. And that you continue to be faithful. God, mm-hmm. I thank you that you bless and strengthen and encourage. Mm-hmm. Uh, Father, that you even bring in the finances that are needed. It, not even just physical hard labor but god that you would give wisdom you said if we lack wisdom to ask for it so we're Mm -hmm. asking for your wisdom on even ways that you would be able to financially take care of our families Mm -hmm. i thank you that you said that you are our provider and we we trust you in this and i thank you for that lord Mm -hmm. i thank you for blessing each family father Yes, Lord. You are so good to us, Lord. You are so good. And God, I just ask that we would continue to seek you with all our heart, Lord. Mm-hmm. And that we would let that one thing, you said that, that it's just that one thing that's important. And that's seeking your face, God. That's honoring and glorifying you and keeping mm-hmm. our eyes on you. And I just ask that you would put that on the inside of us. In any of those areas where we have lost our first love, I ask that you would bring us back to that first love. Rekindle that, God. You said that you would even put the desire in us. I ask for that desire to be fanned into flame in each one of our lives, to, mm-hmm. to want to hunger and thirst for righteousness. Mm-hmm. I thank you for your presence, Lord God. We thank you for your presence, Jesus. I thank you that you are a calm amidst the storms of life, Lord God. I thank you that even with everything that's going on, that we can rest in the shelter of the Almighty. Mm-hmm. I thank you that you are our shelter. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for joining us today. We pray that this message has truly blessed your life. For more information, go to bigchurch.cc.